Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the For The Creatives podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be sitting down with Sam Amaliki from the Regional Angel Investor Network. We're here at the Tropical Innovation Festival here in Cairns in the beautiful far north Queensland. And we're diving into the world of angel investing and the challenges and opportunities that lie there, especially for regional startups. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Elisha. Great to be on your program. I'm the founder and facilitator of the Regional Angel Investor Network. In simple form, we connect regional startups with regional investors and help them get access to the capital, connections and counsel they need to grow and accelerate their businesses. That is amazing. And I'll have a few more questions for you in a moment. But my next question is, so if you need to transport a rhino to the top of a mountain, how do you do it? I would look to recruit an army of people to help me to do that, as I do with everything that I do in life. Get the right people on board and no challenge is inconquerable. It's a very wise advice for a wacky question, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now with the, is it RA, RASN, Regional Angels, did I get that wrong? It's RAIN. RAIN, RAIN, R-A-I-N. Well, how did you come about running that, starting that? Yeah, so Elisha, over the last five to six years, I've been co-founder and also head of commercial of two different startups, as well as CEO of one of those businesses. So I've had a great exposure to the startup ecosystem and to develop a level of empathy with both founders as well as investors. And in addition to being involved with those two startups, Settle Easy and AccuCensus, I was also a facilitator of the Geelong Angel Investor Network, GAIN. Okay. And with COVID and the fact that we'd moved to virtual meetings, it became quite apparent that there was a great opportunity to be able to expand GAIN well beyond Geelong and right across regional Australia. And that's how we've come about with RAIN. So we've gone from GAIN to RAIN and we launched earlier this year. And it was really that experience, that exposure and that enlightenment that geography really should not be a limitation to being able to connect regional startups with regional investors right across Australia. And we're very excited to be doing that. That is amazing. What do you think um, from your experience in this field and running uh, a couple of businesses, being a CEO, what do you think is one of the challenges that a lot of startups face other than geography with maybe approaching angel investors or getting funding? I think it's about being able to access the right networks, yeah. uh, irrespective of what geography you're in, particularly for underrepresented founders. I don't come from a family of wealth. I come from a refugee family that lived in southwestern Sydney. No access to a lot of family wealth or networks to be able to leverage when I first started my business. Yeah. So you're really relying on your professional networks and the people that you might know in your sphere. It's particularly true of not just underrepresented founders, but also technical founders. You know, technical founders, particularly the engineers and the like, have only ever lived in that realm, really. They're not necessarily natural networkers, and I'm, I am making generalisations here. Yeah. It's about knowing how you can access those networks and those investors that may be able to help you, you take your idea to the next level. And I think that's the important bit. It's providing access and awareness and that's what we're trying to do with RAIN right across regional Australia is to make sure that founders, irrespective of their background, irrespective of where they live across regional Australia, we want to make sure that they're aware that the Regional Angel Investor Network exists and it provides a pathway and access to investors right across the country. Yeah, that's brilliant. Access and awareness. Very important. 
and you were talking about building a network and the people around you. So if, can we jump back a bit a moment? How did you then start building your network from going from a refugee family to now where you are running Rain? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. I enjoy building relationships with people. It's been pretty instinctive and intuitive for me. And probably since actually about the age of 14, 15, I've been establishing relationships and I think that's the important thing. Yeah. And and you know at Rain we as a team we really focus on developing deep relationships. I'm not so much early on as a youngster perhaps I was more in the mindset of networking. Yeah. You know yeah. Uh, there was a joke amongst some colleagues of mine that I'd give out my business card at Town Hall station in Sydney because I was going through my business card so quickly as a 19 20 year old I was giving them to anybody and everyone. But I don't think that's the approach really to developing long-term relationships. And that's really what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm far more interested in building quality relationships with people that I want to work with for a long time, as has been the case for the overwhelming majority of people that I've interacted with throughout my career since I was in fact 15. There's still people who I'm very good friends with, who I worked with, and it's those relationships that really mean a lot to me. I feel quite rich in that way. And we do have a, a strong focus on that at Rain, as I mentioned. And if I can indulge a little bit, one of the things we apply to every interaction and relationship we have at Rain is to establish is there value alignment? Are our values aligned? And can Rain add value to that relationship? And three, will we ourselves as well as the other party be better off as a result of the relationship? And they're the sort of three tests that we put forward in every interaction, in every conversation we have. Do our values and the other person's and the other organisation's values align? Can we add value to each other? And will we be collectively be better off as a result of that relationship? And when you've got that cl clarity of thinking and, and clarity of approach, then it's easier to approach every interaction you have and quickly to establish that perhaps some relationships are just not right and they won't yeah. be conducive to that long-term outlook and I'd rather establish that early on for the other person as well as for ourselves than just to simply proceed with something where there isn't that alignment on those three things. Yeah, that's amazing. I like that the financial side of things isn't the only the only factor that you take into consideration early on, that value alignments and can you add value to each other, that mutual benefit. I like that. On a more practical level with Rain, so how do you connect startups or is it startups you mainly work with? Startups and angel investors, yep. Yeah, how do you connect startups with those angel investors? What does that sort of look like? Yeah, great question. So we host monthly pitch events across regional Australia. Most recently we held a pitch event at Ballarat, uh, thanks to which was hosted by our partners Runway, a terrific organisation in Ballarat, um, and we are hosting our next pitch event in Geelong uh, on the 26th of June. Uh, and so those pitch events, through those pitch events, we invite startups to apply to pitch. Uh, we shortlist and pre-screen those startups and get them to then present and pitch to our network of angel investors and then the angel investors express in their own individual right whether they're interested in investing in any of the three or four startups that we might get to pitch at each of our monthly events. We're also rolling out a number of initiatives over the course of the next few months, including regional meetups with the, within each ecosystem where we go. 
So as I said, in June we'll be in Geelong, in July we'll be in Warrnambool oh, wow. and look forward to then going into interstate and to places like Newcastle and Wollongong and New South Wales. And at each of those cities and regions we'll be hosting pitch events, meetups, as well as workshops for angels or those who want to become angel investors, as well as startups. And it's about building that capacity and capability amongst our startup ecosystem across our regional areas, as well as, of course, our angel investors, because fundamentally it's about providing access to capital for those startups and helping them take their innovations to the next stage. Yeah, that's great. One of the things that I'm trying to do on this podcast as well is help. We've got a lot of younger listeners, a lot of younger creatives as well, younger aspiring entrepreneurs. So continue to help define some of these terms, which we use all the time. So what is an angel investor? Yeah, terrific question. An angel investor is fundamentally a private investor, someone who invests on their own individual right, both their financial and intellectual capital. And I think that's important. They're often people who meet the high net worth or sophisticated investor test. So they generally own about two million and a half worth of a million worth of assets or, or earn an income of 250 per annum or more. Certainly over the last two years, and you get that sophisticated investor certificate from your accountant. That's what you need to be able to join our network, for example. And as I said, they are private individuals who enjoy backing and supporting early stage businesses. So people who are involved in that seed to series A funding round generally. So very early stages, they're perhaps either at the MVP or just beyond stage and looking to take their business to the next level. And those individuals might invest something like 25K or anywhere up to a couple of hundred thousand dollars. It just depends. Of course, some angels invest less than 25K. It just depends on their circumstances. But I think the important thing that I want to stress, angel investors understand the high risk that's associated with their investments. It's often, in in many cases, speculative. You're backing a founder or a team of founders with their idea who are looking to then take it from an idea to an actual business. And there's a lot of risk in that. Uh, As we know, many startups don't necessarily go on to be able to scale and be post-revenue businesses and and let alone profitable, right? Um, And so just to go back to my earlier point, the thing that I want to stress, it's not just the financial capital that angel investors bring in, but it's also the uh, intellectual capital. And so when angel investors put in their money, often they're also keen to be involved and to support the founding team and that business to grow and they can impart their own intellectual capital, their own experiences to support that business with its growth journey. And I think that's critical because some of our angel investors are highly successful in their own right. They run medical practices, they run hardware stores, they run medtech businesses, they've run edtech businesses and accelerators and incubators, and they've had many exits themselves. Some of them are involved in family offices. Those kind of people have all been and had many different experiences that they can impart onto a early stage business Uh, founder and team that they're investing in yeah that's amazing so there's so much more than just the financial value absolutely and i think that's not to be missed i think there's a lot of value to be added and provided through that intellectual capital what are one of the challenges you might be facing with rain is there something you could share with that or something that you're navigating through or i think to go back to a point i made earlier about startup founders and particularly those from underrepresented groups or technical founders that point around having awareness of and access to capital 
it's something that is always a challenge for any new venture. Uh, and the same goes for RAIN. You know, we're trying to raise awareness of what it is that we do and make sure that we've got a clear value proposition to the ecosystem. So it's about raising that awareness. It's one of the reasons we are here at the Tropical Innovation Festival and it's been fantastic to be part of this uh, activity and, and great celebration of the startup ecosystem here in uh, far north Queensland. Uh, and I really want to commend the organisers for putting on such a terrific festival. It's, it's being able to raise awareness of what we do is certainly a challenge, as well as accessing the right support and pathways so that we can do what we're passionate about. Yeah. And that's connecting regional startups with regional investors and helping them get the capital that they need, but also the counsel and support that they can access through our network. So I'd say the challenge that we face today is not too dissimilar that's faced by most founders. It's being raising awareness and getting access to the support you need so you can take your venture fur further forward. And that's exactly what we're confronted with at the moment with rain. But we'll get there because we're getting out and about. Yeah, no, definitely. And you're at the right place here, Tropical Innovation Festival. I do have one question though around that. So you mentioned how you have a bit of a focus of reaching out to and supporting as well, maybe underrepresented or disadvantaged sort of groups of people. How do you do that? So you've got your pitch events that you run, but how are you trying to reach those people in those communities? Is there a strategy for that or is it through your networks or...? Yeah, Elisha, it's a, a very potent question and I think it's something that we haven't necessarily solved for completely, to be quite honest, because we are in the early days of setting up RAIN and, and being uh, developing our core activities. Um, but we are very much focused on making sure we find pathways that will enable us to reach to the most underrepresented groups in our community. And by the very mere fact that we are regional and regionally focused, we yeah. are already addressing and helping provide access to investment for a significantly underrepresented or proportionally disadvantaged group of people. Yeah. Regional people, irrespective of their cultural background or their faith or their demographic background or whatever it may be, whatever other markers you want to put on it, regional people are disadvantaged by the lack of access that they have to the kind of resources that city folk have. And this yeah. is not about us and them, but this is about closing the gap and creating a rebalance between access and opportunity. And so by the mere fact that we are regionally focused and we are establishing partnerships with organisations that have the same mission to bring about access, to bring about opportunity for regional people, in particular regional founders, we will be able to then bring to the surface more underrepresented founders and connect them with our growing network of investors. I think also having the personal and lived experience is very important. Yeah. And having also the professional experience. My historical experience has been in diversity and inclusion and community engagement and working with underrepresented groups, including our First Nations people, girls and women, people from refugee background, people with a disability. Often when you hear about diversity and inclusion, frankly, we don't hear enough about what's being done to engage people with a disability and how we can make sure that they're getting the same opportunities to be able to take their ideas, their innovations forward like everybody else. And so having had that professional experience and working with, that, with those broad groups, but then also the personal experience of being a refugee, a migrant, growing up in a low socioeconomic area... I know firsthand that it's in our conscious, it's in our DNA as a team, yeah. 
and we're making a concentrated effort to form the right partnerships. We'll work with First Nations groups and land councils across regional Australia. We'll work with ethnic communities councils across regional Australia. You know, there's the Illawarra Ethnic Communities Council, for example, and there are similar groups right across Australia who are helping refugee and migrant communities. We want to be embedded and part of what they do to make sure that entrepreneurship and innovation thrives in those communities. I love that that's part of your DNA and you've got that lived experience because, you know, sometimes we have these large companies in different spaces who will just put like a, an extra program on the end for some underrepresented group just for that sort of tokenism or to just tick a box off or something, but it may not be actually helping or benefiting that community. So the fact that it's coming from the lived experience, it's in your DNA, it's a core focus of what you're doing. I think that's amazing. And I think the work that you're doing is amazing from hearing all this. I hope to see more and more of what you're doing in the future. Thank you. Appreciate your interest and support as well, Elisha. As we wrap up, we're here at the Tropical Innovation Festival, as you mentioned. Tara and Kate and the team have done an amazing job putting it together. I just have a few questions for you from your time here so far. If you were to finish this sentence, Tropical Innovation Festival is, what would you say? The Tropical Innovation Festival is a great celebration of the ecosystem and also plays an important role in connecting founders and investors. What makes the Tropical Innovation Festival different? What makes the Tropical Innovation Festival different is firstly where it's located uh, in this incredibly magnificent region of North Queensland and its ability to connect well beyond our capital cities. And I think Kate and Tara are to be commended for their work to be able to connect people far and wide, well beyond Cairns, but importantly within this region. You can see how the Tropical Innovation Festival is such an important and hopefully an enduring feature of the startup ecosystem here in far north Queensland. We need more of these kind of initiatives to inspire, ignite innovation in our regions. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing some of what you do and some insight into RAIN. I really appreciate you coming on today. It's been a pleasure, Elisha. It was nice to meet you, Sam. Likewise, thank and you. Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future sometime. Uh, happy to come back. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps us grow the podcast and reach more listeners like you. And hey, why not share this episode with a friend? Until next time, keep innovating and stay inspired.